You're listening to Baking to the B-Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts. They're here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love, while creating recipes inspired by these wonderful abominations. You can follow Baking to the B-Movies on Instagram, at Baking to the B-Movies, and on Twitter at Baking to Be Movies. These ladies dig deep into these movies, and some of the topics covered are disturbing. So this is your spoiler warning and explicit content warning. Listener discretion is advised. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad they literally cannot stop talking about them. Welcome back to Baking to the Bee Movies. My name is Ashley. And my name is Steph. Thank you guys so much for joining us again today. Again. So appreciative of everyone who likes and subscribes. And if you have not done so, you should. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> We're just going right there. We're diving right into that. Do not be a bitch. Um, yeah, we are. Bitch. We. Don't be a bitch. We are available wherever you get your podcasts. So like, subscribe, share. Follow us on Instagram at Baking to the B Movies. We are on X, X. as well. <laughs> we finally got it right. Yeah, right. On X at Who Baking cares? to B Movies, um, and we have a Gmail account as well that I actually remembered this time. I remembered it. Stuff. <laughs> it's at Baking to the B Movies at gmail.com. Um, so you can send us movie recommendations, recipes, hate mail. Hate mail. You can send us. You can send us a bunch of like racist, anti-Semitic stuff if you want, and we'll just promptly delete it. Um, it'd be like the comment section on YouTube where you're just picking fights over nothing. You just go nuts. Yeah, go nuts. Sure, why I, not? I forget that it exists most times, so I'm not going to read it. But <laughs> <laughs> or you know, we'll have your mom read it. So yeah, my, oh my god, we should bring. We should hire my mom to like be. <laughs> To be like our social media manager, just It'll so be she... like butters, really like butters on South Park, <laughs> where, where he gets so like nauseated from all the hate mail that he reads. He's, he's slowly deteriorating away. <laughs> I want you to read all of Demi Lovato's YouTube comments and delete the ones that are mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Steph, how are you? I am doing very well. How are you? I am good. It is. I mean, it's almost fall. I think we got a few more days before it's well, officially. I mean, you, you mentioned the official start of fall is September. The it first. is. It is. But we're talking. Well, that's your start. It's my my start. my unofficial. Official, start. I mean, my official start of fall was like in August. In August, I was already like as I soon could as hear got, it. As soon as we had that like seventy degree temperature. As soon as the temps hit seventy, there are leaves outside turning. Yes. Like yes. I noticed that like they mm. were starting to turn like a little bit orange mm. and well like it was it was 70 and I went outside it was the end of August and I felt like a not cool but a breeze yeah it was a breeze and I was like did like I don't I'm gonna sniff into the microphone it smells like fall <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it smells it like does. fall. you can smell it um so we I mean 
there's so much there I have so many activities so many fall activities that I want to do I know what what's on your docket for like the early days of fall before we get into spooky season before it's, well, it's Halloween. always spooky season at my house I was so gonna say know. well it's... I mean we have so I've been entertaining the idea of having a fall slash I wouldn't say Halloween necessarily because I'm totally over all the work I put into decorating for Halloween and I'm so tired of it however I think I should have a fire. Like a bonfire? Yeah. Yeah. For like the fall and we invite could, everybody over. Like and... a harvest? Like a harvest festival? Yes. Thank you. Oh my Excellent God. wording. So like I was going to, you know, get a couple of Dutch ovens, have some soup or stew steaming oh, over the fire, a little, oh mi- little uh, mold wine and cider oh my God. over the fire. Oh, perfect. Oh my that God. That is my favorite part of fall so very much. I even started making, I'm even going to make like... So I make kombucha. I don't know if you knew that. I, I'm really I into thought, making kombucha. I, I'm really you into might have mentioned it to lately. me and I was like, okay. <laughs> now there's a mold kombucha that I want to try. Oh. So it's... I'm ready. I have all my spices and seasonings ready to go. And I'm thinking maybe, maybe. Because remember the year, I believe you came. A few years ago, I tried to do something similar to that. Yes. And it downpoured. Yes. For like a week straight. It was horrible. It was, and it, it wasn't even like a light rain. Like even snow I could have dealt with. But it wasn't even like a light rain. It was rain. that it was heavy. Buckets, buckets yeah, of water just falling heavy... from the sky for like forty-eight hours. I was so upset. <laughs> that heavy, just like yeah, and it was like humid. Sticks on and your it was clothes. Sticky. Yeah, it's ugh, ugh. So I don't know. I am entertaining the idea that I might try to do that again. I fully as support long as the this web, idea, right? Like um, super fun. So like maybe like the end of September, beginning of October, when it's really the weather's really starting to cool off yes you know I mean I have so I my in my entire apartment right now and it was like this at the very end of August is basically everything is fall now I have all my fall decor out I drink my coffee did you get your mums I haven't gotten my mums because I don't really have anywhere to put them in my apartment I don't have (laughs) anywhere to but I should put them at my windowsill at least put them up your ass Okay then. Well, I was gonna say I have my I have my pumpkin mug. I just ordered Ooh. I just ordered like these little like casserole dishes that are shaped like pumpkins. And... I have been creaming like creaming all through Pinterest. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. So bad. I'm so obsessed. so like I mentioned to Annie. I'm like, ooh, there's a crisp in the air. I'm gonna have to go get some mums. <laughs> You sound like my mother. My mother's like, my mom's <laughs> like, like an that. evil genius. She's just get like, mums, mums, get some mums. I want to get some well, mums. Well, hello there, Clarice. <laughs> get some mums. Um, Cornstalks, pumpkins. All the things. Although I hear um, there's no apples this year. Did you hear about that? Oh, because of the rain? The frost. Oh, remember, the frost. Remember the hard oh, frost we that had that really horrible frost. Oh, it fucked things up for the rest of the year like it, that? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So <sighs> I, I, we're, I'm waiting to see. I haven't heard. Just give me those about. ones that are grown in a lab. I'll make do. It's fine. <laughs> it's want, fine. You want the GMO apples? The, <laughs> all the GMO in them. Right. I made. I have a list on my phone. It's like a seasonal list, and I rotate it every month. And it's like the things that I want to do during said month. So, like my summer bucket list was like go to this ice cream place, which I ended up doing out in like Vermont. And then the other one was like go on a whale watch. And I didn't do that because whales are attacking boats. And I was like, mm, I'm not going to be a part of the problem. I'm going to be a part of the Eco solution. Right <laughs> so, so I didn't go on my whale watch. But like I went to a few different things that are on my bucket list. And now that we're into September, I've rotated and I've already crossed a couple things off the list. Like Sleepy Hollow is one. I went to Sleepy Hollow for, um, the weekend uh, at the very end of August, beginning of September. Um, yes, and uh, the to cider. those unknowing, 
Sleepy Hollow is a real place. It is. It's in New York. <laughs> it's in New York. And it's, one, it's beautiful. It's, it's a lovely little town. Also, all their street signs have the Headless Horseman on them, which I thought was oh, really that's, funny. That's, that's their claim to fame. Yeah, I just thought it was really funny. I was like, oh, we're on Chestnut Street, and the Headless Horseman's on the sign. Um, yeah. The Cider House. Love that story. The Cider House that we went to in Mystic, that is mm-hmm. also on my bucket list, so I was able to cross that off. Mm-hmm. So, But I noticed that all the things that I have, like, out of all the seasons, fall is the lengthiest because it's my favorite season. It's the, it's the weather's perfect. The weather's perfect. The food is perfect. Everything about it is so perfect. I don't trust people who don't like fall. When people yeah. are like, I don't like fall, I'm like, okay, well, you, you. What? Yeah, I'm like, you're not my people well, and you need to get away from me. <laughs> you need to be put on a list somewhere and, <laughs> and admitted into a psychiatric a, ward. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a shame that they shut all those down in the 60s and 70s because they should probably reopen them if you don't like fall. Specifically for people who don't like fall. Exactly. Give them the, give them a, whatchamacallit, lobotomy. <laughs> Re- reset their brain. Yeah, <laughs> that's, you know what? I'm fully on board with this idea. Let's make it happen. <laughs> we're so problematic Our... today. I love it. Um... <laughs> Anyways, so we're talking about how much we love fall. Yes. Can we talk about how much we hate this movie? <laughs> um, we can in a moment, but I do just really quick. I want to just backtrack to our last Sorry. episode. No, I'm it's... jumping ahead. You know what? It's just we are we are just. I just got very excited. Firing on all cylinders today. I got um, very excited. I know we're seasons. gonna. Oh, believe me, we're gonna get into this one because this 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 movie was not the one that I wanted to watch, but it was the one that was available. <laughs> Similar to what I said last week, this is not the movie I wanted, but it's the movie we deserve. I, I don't feel like inmates <laughs> on death row deserve this, but um, I mean... But before we get into it, uh, we have to talk about my fried Oreos from yes, we last week. Because we did... Uh, my last episode was... Our last episode was Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I had done the recipe, and my recipe was fried Oreos. What I did feel you like think? a lot of your recipes are something fried. I, I do love deep fried everything. I mean, let's be honest. It's just like the perfect food. I it's... thought they were very good. Uh, fried Oreo. As far as like fried desserts go, fried Oreos are by far my favorite. Um, anytime I go to like the Big E or any of those fairs that happen right around this time, yes. I always end up leaving with a bag of fried Oreos because it is hands down my favorite. But I don't eat a ton of fried food at those because, you know, all that fried food kind of makes my stomach churn. Yeah. However, I will splurge on the Oreos. And yours were very good. Very similar. I wouldn't say exactly because I don't know how they make theirs and what oil they use. What did you think of the Bisquick technique? That, it came out very crispy. Yes. So that was cool. Yay. Yeah. Um, and personally, as far as like pancakes go, I prefer the crusties. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, All right. But Bisquick's okay. Okay. But anyways, but what you did with it in battering the Oreos and whatever, it came out very tasty. It's a really good good technique for those of you who are like, I want to fry fry Oreos. I just don't want to be obnoxious about it. Yeah, I don't want to have to use everything in my kitchen to fry an Oreo. I just want to make it quick and easy. It's it's a good technique. It's super, super quick, super easy. And it is on our Instagram Mm -hmm. at Baking to the Bee Movies. That being said, I think now we can get into this movie. Um, now there's, there's, you know where you're going to start with this movie. There's two versions of this movie. I wouldn't say, are you referring to the one you wanted to do? Well, there's two, there's two movies. There's two movies that have this name. Yes. And they both came out in the same year. Same month, even. Same month of the same year. So it's easy to get them confused. Yes. There is a version of, there's a version of this movie. Now, when we first started the podcast, I had suggested this movie, but the problem was the version that I suggested, which starred Katherine Heigl, 
which yeah. I thought would have been hilarious. And Sizemore, I think Sizemore was Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Ta- the, the late, great Tom Sizemore yeah. and Katherine Heigl. Um, it has been scrubbed from the internet. You cannot find it anywhere. There is an I, there's an IMDb page for it that has some information, but it is not on any streaming services. Nope. If the if Blockbuster was still in existence, you wouldn't be able to rent it. It wouldn't be there. It is gone. And you know it's funny. So I went to the ends of the earth. You went find, on the dark web <laughs> to find Return to Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's only because I love that series, and obviously I love Phyllis Rose. This, however, I was not willing to do any of that for. I didn't want to go on the dark web because if somebody be like, give me a kidney and I'll give you this movie. I'm so desperate to see the Katherine Heigl one that I would have been like, all right, well, I only need one. Like, that's fine. How do we, how do we, how do we do this? Do I send it to you in a cooler and you send me the DVD or the VHS? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you how want to do the handoff? How does this work? How does, do I meet you somewhere? Like, how does this work? All right. Um, so but, I think you should probably try to find it. I'll give you tips and pointers as to what to do. To navigating the dark might, web. Well, you might have to, you know, it might end up being you parasailing down from a uh, a jet into, you know, like the Himalayas to meet some sort of Oh, like Tom shaman. Cruise in Mission Impossible. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! All so, right. So, anyways, so we had to we had to make do with the version that is available, Ooh. and yeah, it, and I I mean I've never seen the one with Katherine Heigl and Tom Sizemore. I'm assuming it's garbage. I'm assuming it's hot garbage. But it also is. I mean, Tom Sizemore elevates any movie that he was ever in ever. So I'm sure there was some good points mm. to it. Well, I have I have a little bit of information on that that I'm not going to get into until after the fact. Okay. Uh, but there's actually a reason why we don't actually know if it's awful. Is the thing? Yeah. But, but it was, as far as marketing goes, it was not done well. So, so we had to make do with the version yes. um, that we could that we could watch without any issues. Um, and do you want me to say the name of the movie this time, or do you want to do it? Because it's one of those things we were both like, "How do we pronounce this?" Or it's Zizix. Zizix. Yeah. Zizix. 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 As in Zizix Road, California, right? Yes, California. It's in California, right on the edge of the Mojave. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, it's a 2006 movie coming in at an hour and 21 minutes, um, starring <laughs> Robin Cohen. And Robin Cohen from um, The Life Aquatic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's in that. So movie. She was just like a bit part in that, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we have Kenny Johnson, uh, Ryan Fox, who's well. His... Oh, you jumped. jumped right oh, over sorry. That. Um, Kenny Johnson, who was actually like. Known for The Shield. Or he's in yeah, the he's shield. in The Shield. He's currently in SWAT right now. But yeah, we have Ryan Fox. Um, K.O.? K.O. Zepeda. Zepeda. Um, um, yeah, that's pretty it, much about it. it we there's have not, there's like Richard five. Halpern, but he was also the director. Yeah, there's like five people in Director this and producer. But yeah, very, very small cast. It's a cast. very small cast. Um, and I, I mean... I think we can just get right into it. <laughs> like I, I don't we really have nothing to go on. I, I don't really want to because it's so, not that good. But we can and get right into I it. I want to like mention the reason that you wanted to do this. Obviously, you wanted to do the Captain Heigl movie, and we couldn't find it. But there's actually a specific reason you wanted to do that, and it's because I've actually been to this place. Right. So I've actually been to Zizek's um, Road. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, let's just get into this piece of crap that you made me watch. Love you. <laughs> um, All right. So this movie starts off with a completely untrue and made up, like uh, I like, was starting. I was starting to watch this movie, and you know it has like oh in 1965. Yeah. FBI blah 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 something about a cult. Yeah, there was like so, a cult. So I'm watching this right, and I paused it immediately and looked it up. 
No, I I did, like, I already looked up a bunch of notes in regards to this because I heard, you know, Isaac's Road is kind of weird. Or maybe it's spooky in some way. There, or there's some sort of history there, you know? Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. It was a hot springs. Yeah, that's it. Or a mineral spring. Um, so basically, so I pause this movie and I look at Andy, right? And I'm like, <laughs> this didn't come up anywhere. And you think it would have when I was like researching this movie before I watched it. Yeah. This is bullshit. Made up. Completely, completely, un- completely untrue. untrue. Completely made up. Anyways, go on. Um, so, yeah, they say, like, some completely unrelated thing in the beginning. In 1965, the FBI sees some cult compound on Zizek's Road. Yes. Or, is Zizek's actually it, it, a town? It, so, Zizek's, road. Zizek's was, it, it's... It's a town, but it's not a town anymore. It was a town. It was okay, like a little, so like it, a ghost town type of kind thing of like now. a little commune. It was, it was where they had a spa, and that was basically it. The mineral, spring. the mineral spa, because yeah. it's salt flats basically. Yes. So it's like the perfect spot to like have like the in ground like bath thing going on. Yeah. It's all salt flats. Right. So it's it's not necessarily a town. It's just a but, road. Yeah, and what used opening, to be. Yeah. yeah, the opening line literally had nothing to do with any of the story at all. It's never mentioned again. Not once. ever, no. ever. Um, so, which is always a good sign. Um, we start the movie besides this like little thing about like a cult having been, you know, run out of there and they were never seen again. The cult leaders were never seen again. Um, we are introduced to not our main characters, but a family, a a Hispanic family that's just kind of pulled over on what is Zizek's road. And, um, the little boy and the dad are having like a legit pissing contest. They're just, yeah, like, pissing like in the sand. Like, they're just, Legitimately. like, they're, like, having a pissing contest on the side of the road in the sand, and the pee uncovers human remains. It uncovered a hollow, uh, spirit Halloween skeleton, but, yeah, well, human yeah, remains, yeah, sure. human, Yes, I mean, yes. Um, What's supposed to be human remains, yes. Yes. So, then, from there, and we do flash back to this family occasionally, because they there. do find these spirit Halloween bones. <laughs> Um, we are, we, we meet our actual, like, uh, I don't want to, there's no protagonist. There's no protagonist. Everybody, everybody is just straight up awful. Yes. Um, so we, we meet the stars of this movie or the main, the, like the main main cast of this movie, which is, um, it's Lou and Ryan Ryan. who Lou calls Mitch. Mitch because Mitch rhymes with bitch. Which is totally normal behavior. Stupid. Yeah. Like, and they are like you could come up with something better than that. They're on their way to Las Vegas. Yes. Um, and it, so this is this is a two thousand six movie. It's very clearly filmed back then. It's it tries to be like Grindhouse. At, it seems at like parts. it's trying to be Grindhouse, but it also seems like it was filmed with like VHS. Like it's, the lighting is, is atrocious. It's like bad. the white balance is absolutely atrocious. It literally made my eyes burn. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Well, I, when it first started and it was, like, grainy and, like, the lighting was weird, I was like, okay. And I was thinking like, Grindhouse. I'm thinking Grindhouse. But then, like, other scenes are, like, clear as day. They're just not shot well. Right. And I'm like, mm, no, this is this is just bad. This is just really right. bad. Um, so they're on their way to Las Vegas. And Lou is, like, I, I just get Dane <laughs> Cook vibes from yeah, Lou. Yeah, like I guess early, so. Early like Dane Cook, Cook vibes, yeah. And, and Mitch slash Ryan. I, we'll just call him Ryan. Yeah. Ryan is, like, just weird. Like, he's he's a bizarre, bizarre, a bizarre guy. Person, and yeah. And we don't really know, like, how these two met right away or, like, why they're friends or, or why they're... Because they don't way. even seem to like each other. No, not even remotely. Um, And they're they're traveling to Vegas. And, and I, I was watching it, and I'm like, I, I would rather... 
like two minutes in, I was like, I would rather be on a Greyhound bus in the desert without air conditioning than anywhere near these two people. Yeah. Like, I would just rather suffer a sweaty, (laughs) hot Greyhound bus for six hours than be in this car with these two. They are the most grating, (laughs) annoying characters ever. Incredibly unlikable. Um. They pull off of what I believe is Interstate 15, because I've traveled it, and they go onto Zyxes Road, which I'm familiar with because I've traveled it, (laughs) and they are... Now, bear in mind, this is in the fucking desert. They're in the desert. Yes. And they pull onto Zyxes Road, which Ryan has researched online. He's familiar with the cult. He's familiar with the FBI seizing the compound. Um, There's, like, a little bit of, like mysterious lore around the road that they're both kind of familiar with because they've googled it or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. you were doing in 2006 aol (laughs) searches or whatever and while they're driving they see a man like in the road yeah he's just on the road was he was like was he running it looked like he was running it looked like he was it looked like he was running like he was running from something or someone or someone Hmm. and interesting they're like approaching and and Mm, lou is like I wonder what could be and going on with the story. As as they're approaching, Lou kind of suggests, like, you know, I could just hit this guy and get away with it. And, yeah. like, no one would ever know, which is also false because Interstate 15 is, like, two minutes away and it's a heavily populated roadway. So I don't think you could just hit somebody and get away with it there. Um, well, that's what Ryan tries to tell him. He's yeah. like, no, there's ways for them to find out. Yeah. like Exactly. Pe- yeah. Like, they're going to know. They will find out. Yeah. And... He, like, Lou kind of, like, jokingly speeds up and is, like, and gunning like for the guy. Towards, towards and, him, yeah. and he, like, misses him at the last second. But yeah. then he turns around. Yeah, he backtrack, backtracks to the guy. And starts, like, flying towards the guy again. Yeah. And Ryan panics and reaches over and grabs the wheel. And inadvertently pulls the pulls the wheel so it actually aims towards the guy and they hit him. Yeah. They just they hit, do him. hit him. They hit him and he goes like up over that hood. Yep. And they're driving like an old car too. So that's like it was a it's an old, old car. car. <laughs> it's like an old ass car. It was like an old like, like Chevy old celebrity. Celebrity, <laughs> celebrity right? The crown Vic. <laughs> Yeah, we we had a celebrity when I was growing up. That was that was the car when my mom was pregnant with me. She told my dad like we need to get a new car because like the car that we have like you have to pop start it. It's a nightmare. So they got the Chevy the Chevy celebrity and that thing broke down. I think like the day they took me out of the hospital. I knew a girl in high school who had a celebrity. It's so and shitty. She, she would talk about how every time she breaks the cups, it's on fire. <laughs> Like that is great. <laughs> Anyways, oh my god! <laughs> so, so they, they okay. So we're back. So they hit the guy. They get out of the car. Yeah, they get out. They of don't the just keep going. Would they, you keep going, Ashley? If I hit somebody, I would totally keep. I would totally keep going. <laughs> um, are you kidding me? <laughs> that never happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, they they pull over and they get out and they check and the guy the guy is like on death's doorstep and yeah he's he, all bloodied up and yeah and he whispers to ryan and whatever yeah like ryan leans down and like check to see if he's breathing and the guy yeah, like his pulse or something too. yeah and like the guy tells him like go home just go home and then he dies yeah and lou steals his watch class act yeah um, right. again dane cook vibes just through and through <laughs> that like that's a dane cook move right there dane yeah cook would absolutely really, steal a really, dying man's watch yeah <laughs> he, i mean he's banging minors so 
like, you know, this is just like a sleaze ball move. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a bunch of shots at Dane Cook during this. It's going to be great. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> but Lou steals his watch. The guy dies. And they're just like, you know, what do we do? Like, what should we do? And it's like, well, it's the desert. You could leave them. Because, you <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, it, there's things in the desert that'll take care of that problem for you, like the sun and coyotes, coyotes and vultures and mm, vultures. snakes. Yeah. Uh, Legit, like anything, will take care of that for you. You can just leave them. That's true. I mean, maybe they could have gotten away with it. They really could have. And they, and <laughs> like, rather than the rest of this movie, it could have just been like Lou and Ryan's Vegas adventure. Like, they just go <laughs> right? Because right. this road is legit like an hour away from Vegas. You're not far. Right. Um, but they decide, well, they're, they're mulling it over on, like, what to do, and they see yeah. somebody else approaching. Well, actually, before that, they do take the body and put it in the back of the car. Yes, they put it in the back of the when car. They see some, when they see someone else approaching, they do just yeah. throw it in the back of the car, yeah. which I feel like is a, probably a poor place to put a body if you're going to be, like, talking to somebody. And, and like, also in the desert, in the heat. Yeah, that's they not... probably should have just kicked it down the hill or something. <laughs> But, like, they see somebody else approaching. Yes. And they take this body. There's no room in the trunk because the trunk is just full of nonsense. It's just full of absolute... <laughs> like, my trunk has a Ouija board in it, and I shouldn't yes. be judging anybody, but, like... But that's that's a sweet conversation piece. Like, it, that's a fun conversation it's piece. A, so, when Troy was here, he was putting his suitcase in the... Like, I picked him up at the airport, and he went around to put his suitcase in the trunk and I think he forgot that it was in there because the trunk opened and he I saw him go like this I saw him look down and he just immediately burst out laughing because the Ouija board was just right there <laughs> like, this is all it's been in there for years I haven't taken it out well why would you you never know when you're going to need one I just I love like when my mechanic has to like fix something and like he pops it it's, it's just always there that's super because he's always like yep still there and like closes the trunk like nothing happened um so anyway, this person is approaching. They put this dead guy who, I believe his name is Manny? Yeah. They check his ID. His name is Manny. Yeah. They put him in their backseat and, like, cover him with a blanket. And it ends up being a woman that is yeah, approaching is. them. It is. Um, and she's wearing a shirt that says, I love Manny. So, <laughs> so right away, right away, you know, like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, this ain't good. This is bad. Yeah. Um, Her name's Candace, by the way. Yes, Candace. And she is looking for her husband, her husband because yeah. they are on a road trip, a cross-country road trip, and their Winnebago has gotten stuck in the sand. Yeah. And Manny has gotten out to look for help, which, again, you are five minutes away from an interstate. You're fine. You probably, yeah. You probably flag somebody You didn't try down. that hard, yeah. let's say. Like, you know, it doesn't take that long to get back to the interstate. You could have, I mean, it is the desert, but it, again, not, it's not that bad. Um, could be worse. So they... They, uh, they meet Candace. Uh, Lou is immediately just thinks she's a babe. Yeah. And, and Ryan is just so awkward. And what the yeah. fuck is the thing that he's wearing? It's like the headset? Yeah. What it's is a radio. That? I had to ask Andy if that's, okay. that's like a radio. So it's like a CB radio? Like, I don't know if it's CB, but it's some sort of radio, yeah. So he's carrying around a radio and he has it on like all the time. Constantly. And it's picking up static and he's trying to get like a signal from legit anywhere, which this is 2006. You're going to get something. Like, come on. <laughs> and, yeah. and, he's, and he's just like very socially awkward and nervous he's a nervous nelly he's socially <laughs> Dude, awkward his yell cut through me like nails on a chalkboard oh it's the like worst. when he would like, nah, like yeah. yell. and i'm like oh my god um so 
Candace, I, Lou, Lou, even though he's insufferable, out of the two is probably the more like personable one. Like he's yeah. he's talkative and friendly. Well, not merely friendly, but he's no, talkative. He's not friendly. And he's kind of a douche. He is but, a douche. But, but he, he's yeah, he's not like super like awkward and weird. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you were think like, oh, so one of these two men is gonna kill me. It's probably going to be the guy with the radio on his head who's, like, super nervous, Nelly. But also, this other guy's a douche, too. So Yeah. But regardless of, like, all of these red flags, mm-hmm. Candace agrees to let yeah. them drive her back to the Winnebago to yes. wait for her husband. And Lou's plan, from what I gather, is that he was either going to, like, kill her or hurt her or take the Winnebago. There's some nefarious, like, Somewhere undertones. Somewhere undertones, yeah. yeah. So she sits in the front. Ryan Ryan sits in the back with the dead husband who's got a blanket over him, and and Lou drives him back to the Winnebago. And he keeps farting. Yeah, he keeps farting. The body, like he keeps <laughs> farting, which does happen, I yeah. guess. Um, and they're just they're blaming like Lou. Lou is blaming Ryan for it. Yeah. And Ryan just yeah. kind of has to sit there and take it. Yeah. So they go back to the Winnebago, mm-hmm. and it is stuck in the sand. That's like legit. It got stuck, and. They go inside, and the Winnebago is, like, trashed. It is absolutely trashed. Yeah. And she's explaining, like, they got married. Her and Manny got married in Vegas the night before. Yes. Um, and they were getting ready to go on this, like, cross-country road trip. They partied a little bit too hard the night before. They got stuck, and now he's gone, and she doesn't know where he is. Yeah. And they have, like, a picture of them, like, at their wedding the night before, which is an Elvis wedding, which... Vegas. I would totally do. Like the little, it's like, I think it's called like the little chapel of love or something. Yeah. You sit in the pink Cadillac and Elvis marries you in the drive-thru. I would totally do that. That's like right up my alley. I love, I love, I love cheesy shit like that. Um, at one point, uh, Candace goes into, and that's the thing about this movie is that there's just like a lot of like filler yeah, there's, there's so much filler. Because they don't have enough story to, there's to make it. There's not enough story. Yeah. To, they just, they're dragging it out for as long as possible. Yeah. So she goes into, she goes into the bathroom to like freshen up or whatever. And I think, I think it's Lou used to be in the army. Yes. And he has some kind of like PTSD. Yeah, he keeps having flashbacks. To like some shit that happened in Iraq. Iraq, yeah. But he does let it be known, despite the fact that this woman is in paper thin, like, one paper thin wall away he does let ryan know that like they're not letting her leave they have her dead husband in the back of the car right like they're gonna rob her or something like they have to figure out an exit plan and it more than likely involves like hurting her in some in in some some way way. yeah and and ryan is like completely against this yeah so he goes outside to try and get the the tire unstuck for the winnebago he's gonna go try to dig it out yes and Candace comes out, and she has a bunch of beer, so she's mm-hmm. giving... The, she, and drugs. And drugs. Um, <laughs> because, she, you know, nothing, sell, <laughs> nothing sells it with strangers than, you know, alcohol and drugs. Yeah. So she's... So she gives them... She's, like, giving them beer. Um, and again, it's just... It's a lot of filler. Like, there's just, like... Yeah. The conversations are awkward. There's, you know, it's, it's getting a little bit more tense, because she's like, so where's my husband? Yeah. And like, wh- you know, where did he go? And blah, blah, blah. Um, at one point, she does ask, like, can I take your car to go look for him? Yes. And I'll bring it right back. And he's like, well, no. And she's just <laughs> kind of like tolerating it at this point. Because I would have thrown them out. Like, you're not just... helping me get unstuck and you're not helping me find my husband. Get the fuck out. You're drinking all my beer. Yeah. Get out. 
Um, but she doesn't. She plays it. She no, plays it chill. Still chilling out. Um, I forget the I forget the point of her going out to the car though. She does eventually go out to the car to get something. I don't know what it is. She has her. She goes out there to grab something. I'm not entirely sure. Now bear in mind, her husband is dead in the back in the back seat, in the back seat yeah. with a blanket over him, and she is out there for quite some time. And Ryan comes back into the Winnebago and he's telling Lou, like, she's going to know. And they're watching her. Yeah, they are watching her. And it cuts to her in the car and, like, she doesn't have cell service. She's trying to get her flip phone to work. It's not working, <laughs> which there there was cell service. Like, there has, all, I mean, not always, but there is cell service out there. I understand this is 2006. It might have been different back then, but, like. It, there was self, there's, it's an interstate. It's an it's a so, fucking interstate. We're, like let's just say that she has no service, but she's she's in the car and she's gonna call somebody, but she can't. And you can tell that she knows something is up because she's sitting there and she's like, "Fuck!" Like now what? And she leans over and looks into the back seat. Yeah, but doesn't. Well, we don't think she sees anything. Yeah, because the body's covered up with a blanket. But I mean. You know, there's only so many things that look like a body under a blanket. Yeah. You like, like clearly there's something under this blanket yeah. that's, you know, six feet long. <laughs> yeah. So, so finally they like call her back to the car, call her back to the Winnebago. She gets out, comes back, says she couldn't find the thing that she was looking for. Um, and then from there, they're like, why don't we do some like mushrooms or something? Yes. They start doing mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> because again... That's just the smartest thing anybody can do. White people. It's a white, it's a white people decision. It's a white people move. Yeah, yeah. So they start doing they start doing mushrooms. And Lou is, like, out of his mind. Ryan is out of his mind. Candace seems pretty calm, despite the fact that, like, she's never... She alleges that she's never done them before. Right. Um, but we do get, like, this, like, weird, like, trippy scene where, like, Lou's trying to, like, put the make on her, like, put the moves on her. Yes. She's kind of, like, looking for his... I think she's trying to get his keys. car keys back. She's, she's, um, yeah, she's trying to get his keys. Yeah. Because she just wants to take the car. She just wants to take the car and get the fuck out of there, which yeah. I don't blame her. Well, like, yeah. fuck this. Like, um... And Lou, I think, realizes, like, what she's, what she's trying to do. And he ends up taking the keys and, like, just whipping them. He just whips them. them into the desert. Into the yeah. desert. Um, meanwhile, Ryan, who is tripping balls, um, <laughs> he, we have, the only, the only part that I was like, oh, that's, that's fun, is, like, the kind of, like, tribute to A Clockwork Orange. Like, did you catch that when he's, like, he's having, like, a, do you remember the scene in A Clockwork Orange after Alex has the treatment, like the, whatever the, uh, the treatment with the eyes, where they, yeah. I, I forget, like Litovecco or something. I like, can't remember so, what I can't it's remember called, anything. but yeah, I know what um, you're talking about. He, he has the, he has the treatment and to test it, they like bring in a crowd of like scientists and journalists to show like, this is what this treatment does. And they bring Malcolm McDowell on stage and they have some guy like, like spit on him and he goes to like punch the guy and because he can't, he can't express violence he can't choose violence he gets like super nauseous so he stops and then like another guy comes out and like insults him and like berates him and he goes to insult the guy back and he gets super nauseous because you can't have negative feelings because of this treatment right but the last scene is the girl comes out topless and he's like still on the ground because he just got the shit kicked out of him by this guy and couldn't fight back right and he's like looking up at the girl and her and her titties are out and he like reaches up to like cup a titty and immediately gets nauseous because you can't have sex when you have right. this treatment right so the scene the scene where the girl comes out and malcolm mcdowell is like looking at her they do like a shot for shot remake but it's ryan 
and Candace in a wig. Like, okay, so, so it was her. It, yeah, so it was, she was like topless. Yeah, so it was it was like a little tribute to that scene in A Clockwork Orange. Okay, because which, I'm like watching this and I'm like, this has no yeah relation to this movie. Yeah, it know? was. I think it was just like a little homage to A Clockwork Maybe, Orange. Maybe, but I feel like you'd have to really know that movie to get like I didn't pick that. Like obviously you would have picked that up, but I, I love pick, that movie. Yeah. Right, but I've only seen that movie like a handful of times. Yeah long ago yeah and i did not because i hardly remember that movie well when they first like, i mean i remember most of it but i it, yeah it didn't occur to me that that's what they were trying to yeah. do if that's what they were in fact yeah. trying to do well that's the thing is it's it's i mean a clockwork orange to me is, is one of the best movies one of mm-hmm. one of kubrick's best movies but mm-hmm. um like if you're not if you've never seen it or if you've only seen it like once or twice it's not a scene that would you're like not i gonna... like if they had done like the thing with like the guy getting like drops in his eyes everybody knows that scene that scene's Famous. Right, that seems right. a famous scene. Or I was watching Aliens the other day. They mostly come at night. Yeah, mostly. Most. Everybody night. knows that. Everybody knows you that. Know that. So this is just one of those like weird, like you really have to, like you said, you really have to have seen the movie, know the movie, kind of in and out to pick up on it. But yeah. it was like one of the first things. I was like, okay, well that's that's fun. Like yeah. it's an acid trip, and he's tripping a clockwork. And, and like, quite and quite frankly, like I get the homage and all that stuff, but this movie is 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 not on caliber with. Oh a no! no never, like, never. Like, stop it. This is this is the type of movie I would expect Malcolm McDowell to like show up in because he just kind right? of shows up. He, in, just em- he just emerges out of the sand. He just shows up in random garbage all the time. And I'm <laughs> yes. like, you're so much better than this. Why are you doing this? I think I don't um, know it's because it's funny. I it think is he funny. He just does it because it's funny. It is funny. It is super funny. Um, while all this is happening, we keep going back and forth to the Spanish family. From yeah, the beginning. And, they're and, ju- there. and at this they're point, they're in the car driving wherever. Well, at this point, Actually, now I think they were going back to Mexico. Now that they found bones, now we have like a full like forensic files thing happening where <laughs> they're just like dusting off bones. Yes, they are legit like in the hot sun dusting off bones. Yes. And it's like it's like the scene in Jurassic Park where they're like brushing off the Velociraptor bones, like with the with little brushes. Yeah, the them, claws. Yeah. Like they're straight up just like excavating all these human remains that are in right? the desert. Meanwhile, they're like four year old daughters skipping around with a bucket in the hot sun, just like picking up random shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I was watching, and like, so they find more bones. Like they find like a skull. And I'm like, at what point is this family going to like call the police or like? legit call anybody and be yeah. like we found bones like there's bones here but i mean it's the desert like i feel like that's the perfect place to hide a body yeah yeah i mean it is because it's, no one no one's looking yeah no one's looking yeah well that's like every mob movie ever like they bring right? about they that's bring why about that's why like that's why you see cults in the desert yeah perfect <laughs> place to hide a body Every every mafia person in Vegas, when Vegas was like run by the mafia, they had a problem. Dig a hole in the desert. Mm-hmm. That's the end of it. End yeah. of discussion. Yeah, I've seen Casino. I know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so Candace Candace like exits the Winnebago to go get the keys. Lou and Ryan are still tripping balls, but she's out in the desert looking for these car keys because she just wants to go. Yeah. She knows these guys aren't going to help her. Her husband is missing. They've stained her I Love Manny shirt with beer and, like, all this other shit. And also, um, and also, Lou has, like, put the moves on her, so she's not safe. Like, she's no. just not safe. No. She um, does, to her credit, though, she does find the keys. She does find the keys relatively quickly. Yeah. But no sooner does she get them that Lou gets a hold of her. Like, Lou is still kind of high. Like, he's still fucked up. Yeah. But he, um, 
he does he does catch up to her and well at that point she she's already in the car like isn't she like she tries well, I, to start I, the I, car I, but the car doesn't start. well i know i know he grabs her because he catches on to the fact that she actually didn't take the mushrooms he yeah, said he, she threw him on the floor. Yeah. Like she pretended to take him and like did. You can't see what I'm miming the people, but like <laughs> but she, she like fakes it. She out. fakes yeah. it, and like kind of tosses him on the Winnebago floor, and he found him. Yeah. So she didn't take the mushrooms. Nope. So she just let Lou and Ryan take them, and she is like thinking clearly. Yeah. So he now realizes like, oh, she actually has the upper hand on us now. I need right. to stop this. So before she gets in the car, she actually stabs him in the face with the keys. Right. Which I was like, like right yes, girl. Yeah. Like, we're women. We have to carry gotta protect, our, gotta yeah, carry your you gotta keys. Carry yourself. your keys in between your hand, like in yep. your fingers like that. Um, so she stabs him in the face. Yeah. And I was like, good for her. Pretty brute, uh, ruthlessly, too. Yeah, she goes, <laughs> like, like, right through his cheek. Boom. Like, right yeah. through his fucking cheek. And pulls the keys out and gets in the car. And the car will not start. Nope. The car is fucked. Yep. Um. Ryan, at this point, who at first was, like, a creep, now appears... To, I, the more the more that we see these people interact with each other, Ryan is kind of the... Lou is clearly the aggressor, and Ryan's just kind of the... He follows his every, yeah. every move. He won't stand up for himself. And it seems that Ryan wants to help Candace. It, he, it, it appears so. It appears so, he, yeah. He wants, to, he wants to leave with Candace. He wants... Like, Lou has come back from the army, according to him. Lou is Bad, a like different. It's a different guy. He's got PTSD. Yeah. He's super aggressive, like super violent. Yeah. Um, and Ryan is not that way. Ryan's just eccentric and a little weird. Yeah. Um, and he wants to help Candace. So he tries to fix the car for her. Right. Well, so yeah. They open the hood. Well, she pops the hood. He opens it. She's still in the car at this point. Yeah. Lou's telling Ryan, "Don't let her go anywhere." And not really. And he goes to bandage his face. Yes. And Ryan's trying to help her with the car to get her the fuck out of there. And she's telling him, "Like, yeah, we'll just go, but like, I need you to fix it." Yeah. Um. So yeah, he like he he manages to get it running. He's like, "Turn, turn, you know, turn the key now," and it runs. And she just fucking <laughs> hit, she just hits she the, gas. the gas. And he, so the hood is still up. Right. Ryan is still, like, in the car. Yeah. Like, the bottom half of him is sticking out of the car while she is just blowing donuts. <laughs> for, like, five minutes in the desert. And and you just hear him yelling. And <laughs> it was so ridiculous. <laughs> and finally, he rips, like, he rips, like, some wiring out. And yes, the, and the stop car it. stops. The yeah. car stops. And he's screaming at her that she, like, she, she lied to him. She's a bitch. All this other stuff. And she's just, like oopsies sorry like trying, trying to be nice <laughs> right, right um so she's sitting in the car ryan is like you know sitting outside the car and the phone in the back seat rings yeah it does and it's manny's cell phone yeah it and is. at this point she finds the body air quotes mm-hmm. and she takes the phone out of his pocket and she answers which doesn't make sense because she had she didn't have service but like, now all of a sudden she has but now all of a sudden like he has service and the other thing that doesn't make any goddamn sense is that it's Lou calling. How does Lou have Manny's phone number? Exactly. How does he know this guy's phone number? That doesn't make any sense. But it's Lou who's sitting in back of the car on the phone, like shit-talking her while she's in the driver's seat on this flip phone. And I'm like, I have so many questions. First of all, again, how did, <laughs> how did he get this guy's phone number? Well, so I mean, he stole the dude's, like, ID and watch. But, I mean, getting a phone number is a little bit more difficult. Li- yeah, especially back then. Yeah. No one could get your phone number. Now everybody has everybody's number. But um, so she is, so she is like, on the phone with Lou, and um, he's talking shit. 
and threatening her and being like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, and earlier in the movie, in the Winnebago, there were like a set of golf clubs that yes. he was like putting around with. Yeah. Um, which my first instinct would be like, get one of those clubs, beat these guys to death, rob them, and then take their car and leave. <laughs> and end the story. Yeah. Um, I mean, she does notice that the watch on his wrist is Manny's. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's sharp. She's very sharp. She is sharp. And we find out just how sharp she is. Yeah. But Lou has the golf clubs and he comes yeah. around and just smashes out the windows. Yeah. And she crawls into the back seat with Manny. He like pops the trunk. He's getting something out of the trunk. <laughs> and now bear in mind, the trunk has like a lot of pool cleaning equipment in it. Yeah. I think one of them works as like a pool cleaning company. She's in the back seat with the keys like ready to fucking strike. And Lou gets into the car and it's just like, you know, but now you dumb bitch. And she's just like, get away from me. Right. Like she's got the key. He fucking throws chlorine in her eyes. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, he takes a Tupperware that's literally labeled chlorine. Yep. So it's like the powdery stuff, you yeah. know, goes into the car and just takes a handful of it, just whips into her eyes. Yeah. Which was so funny. <laughs> so funny. It was like, it was like 1980s heel wrestler move when yes. they were just throw sand in their eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <Pop> funny. Sand. <laughs> um, and then from there, unfortunately, Lou gets the upper hand on Candace and yeah. he drags her out of the car he has Ryan, like, get some rope out of the car. Yeah. And they're dragging her and Manny because they're just going to tie them up and leave. Well, Manny's already dead. But they're going to tie her up, probably kill her, and just leave and her just with her husband take off, yeah. in, in the desert. Um, Ryan, at this point, is, like, begging Lou to not, not do it. Yeah. Like, he's, he's the voice of reason. But he's also, you know, we're not going to root for him just yet. Because he's garbage. No. They're all garbage. They're all, all, garbage. all of these people are garbage. They're all garbage. Um, so I forget what exactly happens because, it, again, it, it's, it's a lot of conversation. A lot. It, it keeps cutting to the Spanish family just finding more and more bones. Well, and, that's just it. Like, it keeps cutting back and forth, and it's like, okay, I can't really keep track because yeah, it's just it's, none of it is cohesive. None of it's tying in yet. Yeah. So, so basically, so she's tied up, and Ryan... You know, at that point, starts beating Lou with the golf clubs. Yeah, he's had enough. He's had enough. He literally beats him to death. Yeah. Um, and he go goes to free Kans- Candace. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought we were clear. I'm this so season. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This never would have happened in the Captain I... Heigl movie. <laughs> uh, right? She wouldn't let that happen. Um, she has standards. <laughs> like, I'm really sorry. I thought we were clear this season. It's not entirely rape. <laughs> when you have to say it's not entirely rape, that's so bad. She offers to have sex with him. Yes. Um, well, she's like, she's like, you know, she's still tied up. Yes. And Ryan at this point is kind of, cause he's, he's, he just beat his friend to death with golf clubs. He's a little fucked he, up. He's a little fucked up. You know, he's still kind of high on the mushrooms, but, right. but he's, he's kind of not, he doesn't trust her and he no. doesn't want to untie her. Right. And she's basically saying like, I'll do whatever you want. If I'll have sex. Yeah, I will just, have sex. With I will you. have sex with you. Yeah, and he's like, okay, like, an, like a, because clearly this dude's like a virgin or something. Yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, he just sure. Yeah, sure. I'm like, okay. So, uh, <sighs> so he t- unties her. Yes, he unties her, and he proceeds to have sex, have with, sex her. with her. And when he's done, and it goes on for way too long. Like, wh- I mean, it's like two minutes, and it, I'm just like it's far too long. <laughs> um. 
She gouges his fucking eyes out. She just sticks her thumbs. She just right sticks up her in thumbs there. right into his eyes and fucking gouges his fucking eyes out. And I was like, good for her. That's it. So meanwhile, he's like again screaming, and like freaking out and just all over the place. But anyways, so he gets off of her. Yes. All right. I do want to just say, I, I want to backtrack because at this point things kind of get tied together. Not well, but they do get tied together. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, Lou had asked Candace how her and Manny met. Yes. And she gave the story about moving to Vegas. She didn't know anybody. She was working as a waitress. Yep. And Manny would Manny was a widower. And his, you know, he would come into the diner that she worked in. And that was just go straight to her straight table. Straight to her table. Or her section or whatever. Order yeah. the same thing. And then he got he got lucky on a blackjack table and basically promised her the world. Yes. And she accepted. Yeah. And they got married. It was this beautiful romance. She loves him. She adores him. So that was her version. Before Ryan gets before Ryan beats Lou to death, um, <laughs> Lou Lou is going to burn Manny's body, and yeah. he has the kerosene and, and he lights it. And she after Ryan I'm sorry after Lou gets killed, she's begging Ryan to put the fire out. And it's under the pretense of, like, that's my husband. Don't let my my husband's body burn. Like, right. you can't do that. Right. And he puts the fire out. Now that Candace has gotten the upper hand and Lou is dead, yeah. Ryan is rolling around with his eyes gouged out, she goes to Manny's body and rolls up his pant leg. And yeah. she is trying to take off a prosthetic leg that is, like, screwed on. It's screwed on, which also makes no sense. That's just Impossible. insane. Like... I wouldn't say it's impossible, but prosthetics are made to be removed. Yes. You know, you can, like, especially, like, if you had, you're, like, amputated. Yeah. And you don't want, you know, like, sweat and stuff. So, it, bacteria would build up in there. So, it's physically able to clean it. So, you can clean it. So, you can clean it. This, like, however, looked like it was literally bolted in. With, bolted like, into his bone. Connects. Yeah. <laughs> Like, bolted through his femur. It made no sense. Made so no she's sense. struggling to get this thing off. She can't get the leg off, so she goes back to the car that has had the windows broken out by the golf club. And she takes some glass, and she comes back, and she, like, saws that fucking leg off. Yeah. And the entire time, I'm like, what are you doing? What is happening? Why is this happening? Um, and then she gets the leg off. And... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she gets blood all... I mean, she, she is it's, a... It's pretty gruesome. It's, it's a fucking mess. So, finally, she... Um, actually, before she gets a leg off, uh, you know, like I said, Lou, Lou is already dead. But she goes to... She goes to Ryan and basically says, like, well, now I have your, you know, all up in me. I'm going to go to the police and... Because she's all fucked up. Like, yeah, she's, she looks like someone beat the ever-loving shit out of her. Face is all bruised. And she's bloody. like, I'm going to go tell them you raped me. Yeah, because I got evidence. Because I blah, have blah. evidence, yeah. So she, and then she lights Ryan on fire with the kerosene and a cigarette, which was great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> she, when she gets the prosthetic leg off, though, she does injure herself. Like, the glass breaks, and I think it goes into her eyes because she's all fucked up. Yeah. And she just kind of wanders into the desert. Well, she's with the leg. Yeah, she's got the leg. And she, like, she's all fucked up. And she's, like, kind of stumbling through the desert because yeah, her eye, she has glass in her eyes. Walks away. And we get a flashback to her story. And it is not at all what she has told she these two before. guys. Yeah. Candace is a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, she met Manny the night before. He was getting lucky at the blackjack table. She propositioned him. He accepted. Um... And then they went to, like, a fun photo place 
where they took like fake bride and groom photos as well as like cowgirl cowboy photos like yeah, stupid cheesy like shit cheesy with Elvis stuff, yeah um she goes back to the Winnebago with him and mm-hmm. has sex with him um I forget why he stumbles I think she drugs him because she's drugging everybody. Yeah. She's like one step ahead of the game. Yeah. She drugs Manny after the after the Winnebago gets stuck, and that's why he was out stumbling on the roadways because he You're was right, drugged. Right, because he was drugged. And while he's out, she's trying to find the prosthetic leg because mm-hmm. that is where he keeps his money. He put all his winnings, which again makes no, no sense. No sense because, because it's bolted it into his skin. It's, yeah, you can't take it off. Yeah. Or maybe he has like a certain way to get it, but if it's bolted through his bone. How are I you? don't know how that's gonna how that. Would so he sense, so but. she is trying to rob him basically. Yeah. The um, and it gave me like showgirls vibes, but like <laughs> but like not not nearly as great as showgirls because showgirls <laughs> showgirls is the best movie ever made. Um, and I almost wanted to give her like final girl props, except for the blatant homophobia when she was like making because she thought Ryan was gay. Yeah. And well, she, she was told like Lou told her that he was gay. Yeah. And and she's like making some like homophobic remarks. And I'm like, no, that's not final girl energy. No, no, it's um, not. But I mean, he is. He did technically assault her. So he, we also think that Louis just told him that it was gay, so like she wouldn't like hit on him or hit whatever. On him, yeah. Um. So we cut back to the Spanish family. Yeah. And they have dug up all these bones. They find the prosthetic leg. This is great. They find the prosthetic this leg. Great. <laughs> and what I what I love is that it's not just like he stuffed the money in the prosthetic leg. He stuffed the money in a Pringles can and tucked in it in the, the leg. leg. And what I love is when they find the prosthetic leg, for whatever reason they decide let's crack it open, which doesn't seem like I don't know who would be like, let's crack this I prosthetic mean, did leg they open. Hear something? New like did maybe they know? I don't know. They don't really allude to it at all. Right. So they they crack the leg open, the Pringles can comes out, the little boy opens it and like there are are some Pringles in there and he goes to eat them and the dad like smacks them out of his hand which I thought was so fucking funny yeah and then and then all this money comes out right and they're like we're saved like yay yes and they take all this money never call the police to be like we just found all these bones like there's so many bones here (laughs) these bones um so they they get in their car and the dad's like in Spanish but he's like should we go to Vegas and they're like yay and that's it that's so I'm left. I'm left yes. with the assumption that Candace has died in the desert, and that's why they found the leg. I yeah, I think mean, that's what I'd have to assume as well. Because there's no other explanation. No. for it. Because like the I wouldn't say corpse, but like skeletal remains were there with the leg. We have to assume it was her. Right. You know. Um, and that's that's Zizek's that's Zizek's road. Yeah, I was. It's, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you should apologize. It was basically dead end in the desert. Um, so what was your body count on this? Uh, well, technically if you included Candace, Manny, four. Four. I yeah. had, yeah, I had three and then in parentheses I put four if she died. Cause I, I'm assuming well, she did. we're assuming that she did die. Because they found the leg. Right. And there, and she had the leg. She was holding the leg while she was stumbling through the desert. So she yeah. must have just died. From exposure or something. Yeah, I mean, she could have died from dehydration. Like, there's um, so many things in the desert that can kill you. The desert is the worst place to ever be. Uh, star rating, dare I ask? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, zero out of five. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it one. 
I'm gonna give it one. Oh, well, good star. for you. You're being way too generous. I'm giving it one star just because I kind I did kind of like the twist at the end where it's like, oh, she was actually like a hooker this whole time, and yeah, and and was staying one step ahead of like everybody. I kind of got she into that. She did, yeah. Um, my only thing is like she says that like she she had met Manny the night before and like proposition. Where did she get the I love Manny T-shirt? Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> I mean, I, I assume, like, it's Vegas. You could just have that shit made. I mean, true, but, like, I, I don't know. It just... She was really, like, selling the... Selling the wife thing. Yeah, selling it. <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. So I feel like that's something that you wouldn't necessarily need to do and nobody would even notice yeah, or care. <laughs> yeah, no one gives a shit. Um, any fun facts about this movie, Steph? Okay. <laughs> it was a nine day shooting schedule which was actually kind of interesting they only took nine days to shoot it yeah. probably should have taken them one but <laughs> they had to edit all those terrible you know flashbacks in um the S- yeah so estimated budget was one million and I don't what? know where that came from at all unless they were just paying half of that to the dude from the shield I mean, that's all I got. I was going to say, it probably went right to him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So there was some reception, but I don't know. I don't think it ever went to the box office. Like this is, this was incredibly independent. Yeah. So I really don't know much about that. I couldn't really find too much information about this. Um, But Ryan Brown of the Sun Chronicle, while it may not be the best thing ever produced, it does strive for an experience that's new, tight camera work in the confined space of a recreational vehicle. Disagree. <laughs> uh, Debbie Debbie Moore of Dread Central, a true rarity in today's indie scene. Uh, no zombies, no moping vampires. I love that. Uh, no gratuitous torture of gorgeous tied up women, which that's actually kind of sort of in there, I guess. But it wasn't like like torture porn type, but right, things, which is I think what she meant. Yeah. Um, instead, we're treated to a rich character and dialogue-driven story where no one is quite what they seem to be, and the audience is kept guessing until the final moment of the film. I don't know if this person is, like, right out of journalism school and was trying too hard, <laughs> but I disagree. Trying to be nice. Trying really hard Legit. to be nice. Legit. Um, so, here's where the fun stuff happens. <laughs> so, this came out the same year and even the same month as the Catherine Heigl's Isaac's Road movie, right? With Tom Sizemore. With Tom Sizemore. Gotcha. That movie was about $1.2 million. Um, I don't have a lot of stuff written down um, in regards to what happened as far as marketing, which is why it did what happened, what happened, happened. Um, at the box office, that movie made $30. This, the Catherine Heigl one? <laughs> they It was like six patrons went to it paying five bucks a ticket. <laughs> Um, the lowest grossing movie of all time. Really? Yeah, yeah. So anyways, so this movie gets confused with that one a lot. Yeah. Um, because similar names came out the same year, even the same month. So how is it that something like Cats or The Room or Birdemic get like cult classic treatment, but you legit have the lowest grossing movie of all time and I can't find it anywhere? How? I mean, if they don't want you to see it, then they'll make sure you don't, I suppose. But, like... Whereas, like, people making, like, Birdemic, they want you to see that shit. Right. You know what but I mean? But, like, but like if it's... if it's, It could make so much more than $30 if you just put it on a streaming service, because people like me would happily watch it just to say that we watched it. True. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe you should reach out to the, the director and the producer for Zizek's Road. I'm going to reach out to Catherine Heigl. Or just reach out to Catherine I'm Heigl. I'm reach out to Catherine Heigl um, directly. So, so, from what I read, I don't actually have anything written down because I... I'm not reviewing that movie, <laughs> but like they were releasing it, like they were playing it somewhere, some indie theater somewhere at like a certain time, like every day. But then like, I guess the production company was like, this needs to go to theaters like now. Yeah. So it was basically the marketing for it was just horrific. I never it's even sh- heard of it until. Right. Exactly. And it's got like Catherine Heigl and Tom Sizemore in it. Like yeah. you'd think you would know, at least heard of it. Right. Yeah. Nothing. Um, but yeah, so it, it just flopped. But but this movie gets mistaken for that one as being the lowest grossing film of all time. But it's actually the Catherine Heigl one, which is super funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I mean, really, that's it. I went on and I'm like, okay, so maybe there's something spooky about this, right? There's nothing. So spooky. <laughs> right. So like, I'm trying to. Okay, let's say Bigfoot movies, right? Mm-hmm. So. There's all this, look, aura, aura, the Beast of Bray Road. Yeah. Or um, the Boggy Creek, Legend of Boggy Creek. Right. Right. Like, these are all actual places that exist, right? And all this spooky stuff happens around them. And there's now there's mystery and there's myths and people are making up all these crazy stories. You have witnesses of seeing all this crazy shit. The Jersey Devil in the Pine Barrens. Yeah. Like, all this stuff exists. These locations exist, right? So people go out, make movies about these legends. Those are super fun to watch. So I was assuming that Zizek's Road had some sort of lore behind it. No. It does not. It does not. So the only thing credited to this is that, um, I can't remember his name, but, you know, he built the mineral spring there. Yeah. Maybe it was a cult. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. There's no information. Yeah. It could, if it was a cult. It was, it was a good one yeah, because, he, because nobody knew anything about it. Yeah. Um, but you would hear stuff. Like, you would hear stuff about this. It, so I'm like, okay, so this is, like, like haunted places. Like, like haunted asylums. Like, you know, people make movies because there's all this lore behind it. Um, backing it up, that not necessarily has anything to do with the movie, but it gives you a motive to make a movie there that makes things creepy for right. you. This has nothing. So, like, I don't understand. Like, it just—I'm like, wow, this is just a road. Nobody I, cares. I have made—I have made the drive from Las Vegas to San Diego uh, and back multiple times, more times than I care to count. Like, <laughs> it, it, it happens many times a year. Um, and I have been on Zyxes Road a couple of times. Um, the last time <laughs> I pulled, I think I think the draw <laughs> is because it's just such a weird name. Like it, well, it was weird... also named, it was some sort of, like, for some reason they wanted it as some sort of, like, marketing thing again. They wanted it to be the last word in, like, the English language. Yeah. So they literally just made up the word. They made up the word. And like you said, it used to be, like... It has no, like, Native American heritage exactly. behind it. Exactly. It's it, just, they just So it, it used, up. like you said, it used to be, like, a mineral spa. Yeah. And, like, kind of, like, a tourist destination. Mm-hmm. Um, and people could go and, like, sit in the salt baths or whatever because it is on salt flats. You mm-hmm. can see them from the roadway. It's just yeah. completely flat. Um, the road, the last time I went on it, because it's basically, you're on Interstate 15, which is a super busy road, day and night. <laughs> it, is the, it is the interstate that connects Nevada to California. People travel it. All, it is like the one way to get to Vegas yeah. and back. That's it. 
it is so fucking crazy busy on that road. So like the whole like we're stranded on Zyxes Road. It's like walk five minutes and hitchhike. You're fine. Like you're fine. <laughs> yeah. And also there's rest stops all along the way. Yeah. With phones. You're fine. Um, but I have been on Zyxes Road. The last time I went on it was last year. I just decided to get off and drive it. Um, and they had part of it blocked off, but that was because they had had like a crazy rainstorm and the, the road was completely washed out because the road is like a dirt road. Um, right. so it's paved for a little bit and then it goes to a dirt road. So if right. your car, if your car can't handle that, then there is a possibility of you breaking down. But again, you're right off of an interstate yeah. and there's cops that patrol that area frequently. And you said like now there's tons of cell phone service out there anyway. There's people on that road constantly. Yeah. There are people stopping there because it's salt flats. You can just go out and take pictures of the salt flats. It's pretty. It's a you're really right. pretty area. Um, I don't know if the spa has anything left of it because it was from, from a while ago. The last... I don't think so, but I think what I came across is that it's actually used by the college that's out there. Yes. It's like a research center. Yeah. It's like an yeah. agricultural kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and, um, and that's the only purpose that yeah. that area is But it used to have now. like a little oasis and like yeah. and swings and stuff that you could like swing swing by the yeah. water. It, it was really cute. Like all the, all the old pictures are super cute and it's just not there anymore. Right. But the road itself is short and links right back to the interstate. It goes in a big loop. So what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening here? Um, that is a tourist trap. It is a t- oh my god! <laughs> nice, nice way to bring it back to Chuck Connors. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I, I get not that I get it, but like I, I feel like the desert is the perfect place to make a horror movie because it is fucking scary out there. It's scary. Yeah, I mean the desert, like the whole like desert scenery stuff, like it definitely has its place. Yeah, you know, there's it's. You know, they say, like, oh, Alaska is so, like, the, you know, it's such a, like, a harsh place. Yeah. I disagree. Alaska has water that falls from the sky. Yeah. The desert does not. Does not. The desert is the harshest, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Is the harshest, like, um... They don't call it Death Valley for no reason. Legit. Like, <laughs> um, like it's hot, there's no water. It's dry. It's, there's no shade. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's, nothing. It's brutal. And... And it's, it's, I mean, I, I love that drive. I love interstate. It takes like five hours to get from Vegas to San Diego. And it really mm-hmm. is, it really is a beautiful drive because there are all these, it's, it's sad, but like fun in a way. Like you pass by all these, like not historic, but like all these abandoned gas stations and convenience mm. stores and places that people really tried to like make something like oh this is going to be a great spot for people to stop in the desert and nobody did and now they're just abandoned and covered in graffiti and you can yeah, stop so and just look at like a ghost town yeah it's like a fu- of... there's plenty of ghost towns yeah. oh, in like nevada and, and the desert california because and they're the desert's because, not habitable <laughs> yeah you can't live there yeah um you have to go to a place like vegas where there's like access to water right and even then like how long is that gonna last right. you know but, um, and then you get close to California and you get to like Riverside, San Bernardino, and then Temecula, which is stunning. Right. Temecula is gorgeous. And then you're in San Diego. So it's like a really pretty picturesque place. I just think it's so funny that they built up this lore about a road that literally you pull off of it and there's like 30 tourists in any direction, just kind of like taking pictures like this in front of the sign. <laughs> I have a picture of me in front of the, the Zizek sign, like, hey, because it's such a weird, it's such a weird name, you know? It's it is. A, and that's like, oh, it's weird, I guess, but there's no meaning behind it. Yeah. Like, just, it's just lazy, if you ask me. <laughs> um, so that is Zizek's Road. Do not watch this movie. It's, it was crap. <laughs> if, if you do want to watch it, if you do want to watch it, it's available on Tubi for free. 
That's where I watched it. I watched it on Tubi. It's on Tubi. Tubi. I watched it on Amazon. Did you pay for it? Well, I had credits, so I technically <laughs> didn't pay oh, for it. Oh, you wasted your credits. I no. did waste my credits. I no. was like, well, this was bullshit. But I had no commercials, so I guess that may have been worth it. But oh. not really because this movie was literal crap. I, I had ads. I think this is like... <laughs> I, had to I, had sit, I had to sit through ads. <laughs> um, which made, I would think, make that movie even more unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. The ads. Like it, it Actually, it, it offered like a nice reprieve. Like when, yeah. I, when I was like, wow, this is so bad. And like, I felt like I kept like pausing the movie and yeah. walking away. Well, I was like, watch, I was watching it. And I'm like, God, this is so fucking horrible. And all of a sudden it's like Swiffer wet jet. And I'm like, <laughs> I could, I like a Swiffer wet jet. Like that makes, <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, okay. And then it would come back to the movie and I'd be like, all right, where was I? And it would pick up and then it would be like Glade plugins. And I'm like, okay, like Glade plugins. <laughs> nice, nice little breaks. Like, nice little breaks now and yeah. then. Um, it was not good. Oh, so, my God. So, but it was extremely independent. So you were tasked with the recipe this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for it because it's one of my favorite things in the world. Is it really? It really is. I'm Oh, fantastic. Other, other than fall and pumpkin spice lattes, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Well, this to, is, doesn't really mix with fall and pumpkin spice. It's still but. delicious. I'm very excited. Do you want to talk about <laughs> what you have prepared for us today? Yes. So, this movie was so bad. The food's going to make up for it because I love cooking me some Southwest and stuff. So, in the uh, honor of the desert and the Southwest, I prepared nachos today. So, and not just any nachos, like well, I mean, they're like regular nachos, really. Okay. But <laughs> I was, I was okay. trying to, I was trying to hype you up. I, was I being know, a hype I, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it, but I like to remain humble when it comes um, to uh, my. Gotcha. Preparation of food. Gotcha. Anyways. <laughs> so anyways, they're cast iron nachos. Okay. So they're going to be cooked in a cast iron pan. And that um, huge one, that gigantic. Not the 26 inch one. I was going to say. That's actually not cast iron. I'm like, that will feed. I told you that didn't fit in my oven earlier today. That will feed an entire family. <laughs> of like 10. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I'm making some nachos. I prepared some farm fresh pico de gallo. So we got onion, onions, tomatoes. Could have put olives in there, but I hate olives. And he can put <laughs> olives on his own. He loves olives. Anyways, um, yeah. So the pico is just tomatoes, onion, um, cilantro, hot peppers. Yes. There's some heat there. <laughs> like um, the like the desert. Like the desert. Mm, I gotcha. <laughs> uh, salt, mm-hmm. lime juice, and all you do is you cut it up, mix it all together. Um, you know, obviously everything is to taste. But right. the trick to pico is you need to let it sit. Right. So I made it yesterday. So it's been sitting overnight and up until today. Okay. To let everything, like the tomatoes and the onions and everything, absorb all the salt and the lime juice and all the flavors integrate together. Okay. So I tried it last night. And obviously I was like, Andy, try this. Does this, does this sound? He's like, well, I think it needs more salt, but he really likes salty food. <laughs> so I'm like, well, let's let it sit because the idea is to let it sit. So you want to make sure you let this sit because all those flavors together are just boom, like explode when you let them all integrate, right? So anyways, so what we're going to do with the nachos here, I'm going to have my cast iron pan. I'm laying layering a thin layer of refried beans at the bottom. Oh, oh good. I didn't ask love you if you like refried, refried beans, beans or not. So I love them. So then you put a, a layer of chips, right? Yeah. 
and you put cheese. I'm going to put cheese and also meat. So I also have hamburger that I'm going to put into it. Okay. Um, which I'm going to actually cook up um, and season. Basically, it's going to be like taco seasoning. So that is going to consist of cumin, paprika, and cayenne. Okay. So I'm going to mix all that together, cook that up. So anyways, back to, so layer of chips, layer of cheese, hamburger. Mm-hmm. Put that in the oven for, I want to say 400. Okay. For like a couple minutes. It's literally just to melt the cheese. Right. Take it out. Put another layer of chips, another layer of cheese, another layer of hamburger. Put it back in the oven for a few minutes. Again, let it melt. You take it out and then you top it with the pico. Gotcha. So that's what I have. It's kind of boring and kind of lame. But no. so was this more. This movie was also kind of boring. You, I mean, this movie was definitely boring and you, definitely lame. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with nachos. Actually, when I go to Taco Bell, I do. <laughs> I Taco do, Bell is a poor representation. I know, I know. But like when Mexican food is not easily accessible to me, I go to Taco Bell and I do the. I think it's like the number seven or something. But it's like their. It's like their nachos Bel Grande. Yeah. And it comes with a crunchy taco, and it's like you know, it's fine. It is what it is. But I went. <laughs> Mine are going to be better. Than well, I went the other day and I got, they have the grilled, the grilled cheese dipping taco box. Yes. And, and I was like, fuck it. Give me one of those. <laughs> and it came with a beef chalupa, which I housed. I love, I love a chalupa. <laughs> nice. It came with the grilled cheese dipping taco, which was basically a crunchy taco with cheese melted on the outside. Okay. And it was, I mean, it is what it is. It's and then, still the same four ingredients they use for everything. Yes. Yeah. And then it came with a crispy gordito crunch burrito. Okay. And then a, like a thing of overly salty tortilla chips. Nice. And I ate all of it. <laughs> was filled with shame and regret. Most, uh... Mostly shame. And then my stomach hurt for a little bit. But, but the entire time I Taco was... Taco Bell usually makes my stomach yeah, hurt, Yeah, well, the entire time I was eating it, I was like, should have just gotten the nachos Bel Grande. I don't know why I strayed from nachos. You literally can't... Regardless of who makes them, you cannot go wrong even with nachos. With, not, even with Taco Bell. Even huh? with Taco Bell. Because it's, just, it's basically a container full of chips, refried beans, sour cream, tomatoes, cheese, some, not, some like liquid cheese in there, and onion, and they just throw everything on there, and you just shake it, and flip it over, shake it again, mixes everything, and then you got yourself some $2 nachos, and <laughs> it it satisfies every time, so I am all right, so all excited right. for this. Um, this recipe is going to be up on our Instagram, at Baking to the Bee Movies, um, and also, I'll put the link up on Twitter as well. Oh, and also garlic. Garlic, yes. <laughs> garlic <laughs> in the in there, Garlic. Um, so I the whole, forgot that yesterday, too. The whole recipe will be up on, on Instagram, um, Baking to the Bee Movies. But not on X. Not on X. God. I keep calling it Twitter. It's Twitter in my heart and in my mind. and Elon, As it should be. Yeah. Elon Musk cannot change that. Like, like, he's not going to change my mind. It's Twitter. It's not going to change anybody's mind. But, you know, it's Elon Musk, so. Four he, episodes now. He, four episodes <laughs> We're on four episodes. Just you know, like, he thinks goddamn... he can change the world, but I'm pretty sure the world is sick of him at this yeah, point. Yeah, no. He's fucking un- <laughs> four episodes. Un- unfunny, melted wax figurine of a man. <laughs> he tries to be so edgy. He's made out of, his, face looks, his face looks like pla- like a plastic container that melted in a hot car. <laughs> 
That is a great way to put it. Oh my god, I hate I him so it. much. I hate him, and every time I see a Tesla, I dry heave because I just um, and I see him more and more often now because people are just pretentious. People, yeah, people are pretentious when they're buying them, and now they're actually like affordable to an extent. Are they? They they made them a mo they made them mostly affordable. Yeah, but like they'll still catch like them. I will never buy one. Oh, of course not, because they catch on fire and you can't get out. With, like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, like let me charge my Tesla. <laughs> and then like when it's while I play the grand piano. <laughs> and like and then like what, because the door handles are like in the fucking car, like they're like flat on the car. They don't, you, like when it's cold out, you have to like take a hammer to them to get them. <laughs> right. So, I took I took an Uber, like totally unrelated to everything we've been talking about, other than this exact conversation but when I was the last time I was in DC I took an uber back to the airport and Mm -hmm. the guy picked me up at like five in the morning because I was literally catching like a 5 a.m flight to get back into Boston so that I could go to work I did like a red eye to get home because I had to work that day and the guy that picked me up at the airport was driving a Tesla and I had never been in one before yeah and he like pulls up and he's like Ashley and I was like hey and like you know and I walked to the back and I'm like looking at it and and he's like you okay and I'm like how the fuck do I get in this thing? And he's like, oh, oh. And he got out and he came over and he like showed me how to like work the door handle. And I was like, okay. And I get in and he put my, my thing in the trunk, my, my suitcase in the trunk. And I had always heard like Tesla rides are so smooth. Like it's, you, you could fall asleep in the back. Yeah. Because they're supposed to be super quiet because they're electric. It was the loudest, bumpiest fucking ride I've ever been on. I've, and I've ridden Space Mountain. Like, like I, I was like, what? And I was like, I was like, is your car okay? And the guy's like, yeah, it's a Tesla. And I'm like, no, no, I get that. But, like, is it okay? Because, like, it sounds like it needs repairs. Like, it does not, not sound not good. Not only that, like, the repairs for him would be super expensive. Yeah. Anyway. So then we get to the airport, and I'm like, how do I get out of this thing? <laughs> like, I couldn't get out. Right. Just roll out the window but and, like, like crawl you, through the window, Ash. Yeah, but, like, can you imagine that thing going into a lake or catching on fire, which apparently happens more often than you'd think. They catch on fire quite frequently, from right. what I've heard. Um, and people get trapped in them, and they can't get out. They have to, like, break the window to get the fuck out. The doors don't work. Which is terrifying. And, and I'm just, like, the entire time, I'm like, well, I hope this thing doesn't go in the water, because, like, I'm going to drown in the fucking Tesla. But, but, but I just, right, right. That would just be your demise. It would. <laughs> and, and can you think of anything more humiliating? And then, like, then, you know podcaster dies in in flooded tesla like, can you, is there, is, i i will subscribe to the paper just is, to read that headline is there anything, don't get me wrong i'll be real sad for like an inconsolable for like 10 minutes but as soon as i get that headline is there i'll anything, snap right out i'm like okay i'm looking for a new a new sidekick is there anything is there anything more degrading than like perishing in a tesla because you know you know that when that goes live elon elon is going to be on x like trying to make like a joke or doing some like pr or like damage control which always makes him look worse because he's a fucking moron and like he's such a he's such a such an unlikable fucking chode of a man and (laughs) and and he he'll try to make like a wit like it'll be like podcaster dies in flooded tesla and he'll go on there and like make a joke and of course like all his like which would be inappropriate anyway yeah but he does that shit all the time he makes not about people dying but like he just makes unfunny jokes about everything and then all the crypto bros that like buy those stupid like bored apes pictures for like way too much they blow college funds on that shit they'll just be like oh my god you're such a genius you're you're so funny elon oh my god oh my god you're so funny all right so again ashley let's are, Real we, are, we, are we at our are we at our time? Yeah, no, we made, we no, made it. No, 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 we, we made, made it. it. <laughs> like five minutes. 
You want to keep going? I can keep going. You want to talk about something else for five minutes? Let's talk about something else for five minutes. What do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Um, Um, Should I just give you like a topic and let you go? If you wanted to, by all Um, means. (laughs) Oh, I'm not that quick. We could talk about the next movie that we're going to be doing, but I don't want to give it away because I hate it so fucking much. I hate it more than... So the problem I have with that, I don't want to give it away either, but it's not really a B movie. It's not, but we have we have reviewed some movies that had like big budgets yeah. and, and big releases. Um, We're just doing this because Ashley just loves the oh God. sadism. I, I hate like she every, is so sadistic. I hate every single person involved in the next movie we're doing. Yeah. Um, well, mm, eh. mm. Oh, we'll get into that um, next time. It, it has sullied my childhood. That I will agree with. It sullied my childhood. And I just want to make note that um, Ashley picked this one. So. I did. I did because I was like, let's hate watch something that's going to get me so mad. That- I can't even hate watch this one, though. I just hate it. <laughs> like, like, there's movies I can hate watch. But then there's movies that like well, I hate so much. Well, you and I were like, talking. Oh, you were talking. You and I were talking about how like once a year I do like the great the great Twilight re- rewatch. <laughs> yeah. The, like the Twilight franchise from start to finish, which is like five movies six movies i don't even know it, six, six is it six movies but it, it'll fill an afternoon i don't i don't know it's it'll the fact that they stretched out that last shit in yes. that is just obnoxious it'll it'll fit a rainy afternoon and let me tell you if you play the twilight franchise drinking game while you're watching it it's awesome it's great so what's that I know you told me about it before, but what's the Twilight drinking game? So the Twilight drinking game, it's like you take a drink every time something happens. Specifically, okay. the, the one, so the, I feel like I'd be sober through the whole thing because literally nothing happens. Well, it's like it's like little things. It's like every time Kristen Stewart like bites her lip nervously, take a drink because she does it fucking constantly. Okay. Or like every time, every time uh, Taylor, what's his name, rips his shirt off unnecessarily, take two drinks, which happens all the fucking time. Especially when he got like super jacked because it was just like Taylor, take your shirt off in this scene totally unnecessarily totally inappropriate but like it didn't, yeah they just wanted to every time robert pattinson looks like he'd rather be anywhere else but that film said <laughs> <laughs> take a drink yeah um, good for him so i mean i i hate watch the twilight movies i i think those are incredibly fun to watch because they're so fucking bad but like bad in like the way but that... they're boring though they are well, At least, like the movies i like to hate watch i don't find them boring the only, the only good thing about the twilight movies is not only robert pattinson just looking like he would rather be doing Anywhere any, else. anything else yeah. um but michael sheen is in them and he is fucking he's delightful because they basically told michael sheen like do whatever you want and he's like i'm gonna go as campy as i fucking can with this yeah i can do whatever i want okay and he is magnificent in those movies he's so fun he's so fun to watch so ashley's a big fan of twilight i love i love the twilight movies you literally just said you hate watch them i know i love to hate watch them i love them i love to hate watch them they're so fun all right don't you have movies that you love to hate watch I do. Um, honestly, I can't think of any right now. Like, what? what's a movie that when it's on, you're like, fuck, I hate this movie, but you end up watching it? None. I'll I'll go ahead and... Because, like, there are movies that come on, and, I'm, and regardless, like, 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 every, every time, like, um, uh, what the fuck is it called? Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yes. Every time that comes on, I'm like, well, I have to watch that. But it's not a hate watch because I love that movie. Armageddon. You know? Armageddon's another Ugh. one. Movie's so bad, but I'll watch it every time it's on. Oh, It's because it's so fucking terrible. I'll, wa- yeah. I'll watch that every... You put me in... Fr- oh, Armageddon's on her? And I'll sit down and, and hate watch this. Like, okay. Like it's <laughs> so, fun. this movie, Zizek's... Yes. Would I hate watch it again? No. Because this movie isn't fun to watch. 
There are some movies that are genuinely just fun because of how absurd they are. This is just bad. Yeah. Like, um, there's nothing absurd about this. I mean, there's a lot of things that are absurd about this. But nothing that's but fun. But nothing that's fun. Nothing like, that's nothing fun. Nothing that's like, fun and like, absurd. Like, Dead End. Dead End has... Oh, Dead End, so is, Dead End is terrible. Dead End is terrible. I would watch Dead End because Ray Weiss is fucking hilarious. And, and Lin Shay is just... Okay. Lin Shay is so fun to watch in it. Because it's so bad. All right. So... Uh, the Demonic Toys and the Puppet Master franchise I hate watch. Okay. All right. Those are good choices. Those are really good choices. Um, Although there's a new Jack Attack coming out out of the Demonic Toys universe <laughs> that I'm excited about. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like rom-coms that I think are fucking terrible that I'll watch because it's just fun to hate watch a rom-com because it's so... It depends on the rom-com because I'm really against rom-com. Like, yeah. like Titanic, I kind of hate watch. I love Titanic because Billy Zane's the best part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Billy Zane's Billy Zane makes that movie. Yeah. I hope you enjoy your time together. <laughs> I, lo- I fucking love Billy Zane. Um, and it was back before Leonardo DiCaprio. Everyone kind of realized what, like what a creep he is. Like, yeah. um, he was young. He was young and like innocent and cute. And then like Leonardo DiCaprio grew up and it's like, Oh, he only dates like teenagers. <laughs> That's a little weird. A little That's a little weird. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally get Titanic. I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Titanic. I think it's I think it's a genuinely good movie to Um I was watching Sailor Moon the other day. Really? I was, yes. And um that is very problematic today. Really? I haven't watched that yes. since I was a kid. I will probably have to show it to you, but I was still watching it, so I'm like yeah. I love to hate this. But I very I um I watch, I hate watch not that I hated the show, just a particular turning point in the show. There's actually two shows that that are like that. Um, the first few seasons of Angel, the spinoff from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was awesome. I watched I watched the first, like, well, I want to say season and a half. It was okay. The first, like, because it really gains momentum by, like, season three. It's okay. fantastic. And, and Cordelia is so well written. And then the show just went to absolute shit because Charisma Carpenter got pregnant. Yeah. And Joss Whedon, who has now been outed as a really problematic douchebag, yeah. um, punished her for it because it didn't go with what he had planned for the show. So he basically wrote her character just to absolute dog shit. Yeah. So for like the last season and a half, it's really hard to get through. Yeah. And the only reason I watch it isn't necessarily to hate watch, but because I've already tuned into the first few seasons, I got to see it through. You finish but it, there yeah. are a couple of gems in the final season, like the the season where Cordelia comes back for one episode, and it's perfect from start to finish. It's great. Yeah. Um, you are aware that Fred dies on the show. I don't even know who Fred is. Okay, Fred. Fred is a really lovable character, and Fred meets a really horrible end. Um, she dies, and it's horrible. It's so fucking sad. Okay. Just like all the sad scenes in Buffy are really like gut wrenching. Yeah. The sad scenes in Angel were really written very well. well yeah. And Fred dies, and she comes back as like this demon Illyria, who is fucking awesome, and it's okay. great. It's fucking great. The final season of Angel might be one of the best finales I've ever seen, and that's after hate watching a season and a half of just garbage. Right. And the well, other. That's what I was doing to get through Walking Dead. That was, was that was my next example. I was, was the Walking Dead. Walk, like as soon as that became available yeah. to watch the whole thing, I, I I sat down and we watched the rest of it. Yeah. And I'm like, that was it's just I'm like, like you're already I'll this still far watch in. You're it. Already this, you're yeah, already I need in. to see it to the end. You're already you're already like up to your up to your knees into the show. You got to see it through. But like that that was the other example. Was the first three seasons of The Walking Dead might be the best three seasons of television. So, so good. fucking good. 
And the first season in particular, because Frank Darabont was running things, yes, and he was amazing. He was. He was I, I just, I, somebody was having a conversation about this on on Twitter X, on X, on X about how with the, Elon how, Musk, <laughs> well, and actually, how he could have done it better. It was actually somebody. It was actually somebody who like appreciated The Walking Dead and okay. all the things that Frank Darabont did for the show, right? And how the show could have been so much and then better. They just screwed him. They screwed him. They wouldn't pay him what he was worth, which yeah. is bullshit because that man has never made anything bad. Everything he's done has been gold. He um, made the mess. He made he did make the mist, and the ending of the mist is one of my favorite endings to a movie. All I, right, I, made, I did it. The ending, I convinced her. The ending of the mist is so dramatic. The ending of the mist is one of my favorite endings to a movie of all time. The rest of the movie's hard to get through because it's a little ridiculous, but I I did love the ending. I did fucking love the ending. But he also was uh, Shawshank Redemption, the Green Mile. Like he was yeah. involved in all of that. Yeah. Um, but the first three seasons of The Walking Dead hands are, down the best. are, especially the second season at the farm, when Shane's Ooh, going nuts. Oh, yes, that was so good. So fucking great. And then by season four, it fell off. And, yeah. and I think from like season four through like fucking eight or nine, it is garbage. See, I think it just continued to be garbage until the very end. The, the last couple seasons ended up being good. The finale was I good. Just, well, the finale was okay. The finale... The it fin- wasn't as good as it should have it been. It should have been. But it, they tried. They did yeah. their they did their absolute best to try and bring it all together. I'm waiting for the Rick and Michonne spinoff. I have not watched the Maggie and Negan one. I have no interest. I watched the first episode and I hated it. You hated it? I hated the it. The Daryl spinoff is coming... It's coming soon. It's coming soon. It looks like it might be good. He's in France. How, um, how I don't I know. Don't. But... Well, apparently, like, in the lore of The Walking Dead, that's where the virus started. So maybe that's why they put him over there. Yeah, but goes, how did you get there? Did you ride your bike across the, <laughs> across the Atlantic there, Mr. It, Mr. Dixon? Dixon? Yeah. Um, but it it looks like it might be good, but I, I just want to see the Rick and Michonne spinoff. I just want to see them back together because I really love them together. Well, I remember seeing, like, the last bit of the finale where it kind of tied, tied it them in. a little. In. She's looking for him. And I'm like, and... she's right into Rick from Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Like the like her, her outfit, yeah. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I'd give it a whirl. Yeah, you know. Well, Andrew Lincoln's so fucking great. He like he's really he's great. a great actor, and I I I miss him. Like I like he was in an episode of uh, Guillermo del Toro's yes. Cabinet of Curiosity. Yes. Did you see that? Yes, he I was really good. In that Andrew too. Andrew Lincoln is a fantastic fucking actor, and when Rick, quote unquote, got killed off, when we know that he actually wasn't. Um, I don't think they had the heart to do it. Uh, well, how that could... that and I feel like they probably have an angry mob at their door. Oh yeah, but like it, <laughs> they but, killed them off. But as soon it just it just took the air out of the show. It did. They really tried to, and then and then when Michonne left, it's like what what are we she doing? She left here? to go to Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to make that Marvel money, right? Um, but I, I'm excited. I'm excited for that spinoff. Um, I might hate watch the Daryl spinoff just for fun, but. I, I really just want to see the Rick and Michonne one, and and then and then I can be done with it. Then I can be fucking done think, with this I world. Emma, <laughs> I don't think AMC is ever going to let that series die. Dude, it was too much. Like it was too popular for them. Do you think they're still making money off of it though? Because I feel like a lot of people just lost interest. No one talks about it the way they used to. I think a lot of people did lose interest, but they have it like on Netflix now. I think it's on Hulu. Some episodes like Fear the Walking Dead is on Hulu, and Fear the Walking Dead is is ending this year if it hasn't already. And that was trash. Yeah. That was absolute trash. Once Nick, once Nick, the drug, the drug addict brother, got killed, I lost interest because he he was I the only stand him anyway. Well, he was the only I one who stand could stand the entire family. Yeah, he was the only one that kind of figured it out. Like this is how you survive in these circumstances, and no one listened. And I was like, well, I'm done. Yeah, that was fun. 
Well, anyways, and then there's Will Brian that didn't very, last very long. I watched. It was only two seasons. I, I, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, because the worst thing you've seen is Isaac's. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it, it was. It wasn't. Ter- it, it tried really hard to tie things together, and uh, the chick from the junkyard is in it. Jadis. She is. She's in it. Yeah, she's a bad guy in it. <sighs> and, but it does. It does. Kind that of, was a terrible twist in the yeah, series. It adding does, those people in. It does kind of allude to what happened to Rick, and like where. Really? Yeah, like, and I think that's why they did it. They were trying to. They were trying to tie in the Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, like together. Yeah. With like these teenagers, like while all of this shit is happening. Although with the teenagers, that happens after the fact. Though, right? Like they're growing like, up in it exactly. Oh, okay. Like they're like some some of them like this has happened before they were born and they're very young and others have like grown up with it. Um, but they try to tie in this like community that Rick is with or in or involved with and kind of because Jadis was with him at the end. Yes, she was with Rick when he got taken away, and, right. and then she's a bad guy in this, <sighs> and she kind of like alludes to the fact that like I brought you someone who is valuable, right? Like, and it's like. I, I know who you're talking about, you bitch. Like, right, right, so, right. So I, I'm excited to see how it all kind of resolves. Well, next week on the Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> Anyways, Ashley could talk about the Walking Dead. I could for hours, and I could probably keep up. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gotten really shitty yes. <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Um, when, when there's more bad seasons than good seasons, yes. you know, that something is terribly, horribly wrong. And I bring, I blame, uh, Scott Gimple. I, <laughs> I hold Scott Gimple to the fire every time this, com- do, every time we do. have this conversation or anytime anybody mentions the walking dead and where it went wrong, I'm like, Scott, Scott Gimple. Gimple, Scott Gimple, he, he is a problem. <laughs> Scott Gimple has always been a problem. Fuck Scott Gimple and fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> you can put put those two assholes on a fucking rocket and send it right into the sun. Like, <laughs> anyways, so <laughs> I'm it. gonna go make some nachos. I know I'm gonna go eat some nachos. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank Ashley you. Ashley is insane. And she just went on. I gave her five minutes and she took like 15. I, I took fifteen. So, um, <laughs> but wait, we're at our time. We made it right. Like we had no more. We couldn't talk anything more about Zizek, so we had to make up other stuff. <laughs> Because it was so bad. Um, so we'll see you next time yeah. on Baking to the Oh, we'll just go through the go. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, Baking yeah, to the yeah. B movies. <laughs> X Baking to B movies. Um, my name is Ashley. My name is Steph. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you so much. I apologize for Ashley. Don't apologize for me. <laughs> She's gonna. I mean, she might fall off the edge of the world and in a Tesla underwater. We'll wait for the the the, uh, the headlines. There's not a more fitting end to my story. All right. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Enjoy your fall. Bye bye.